What's good, people? It's your boy, Justice Falls, and welcome to the greatest podcast you've never heard of, The Justice Falls Experiment. And happy 2021. Um, I know I'm super late with this. I'm like five days behind, but I'm here and I'm ready to pod. So this is going to be probably a long one. Like I said, I need to start doing two because I had enough I had enough news to uh to to do this pod like I want to say like f- 7 days into the new year I already had a page almost a page full of uh stuff to talk about so I might miss a lot of stuff but I think uh what I have written down and what I what I remember off off top of my head since uh since I started writing stuff down this is uh substantial so happy new year you know we got a new new president out there we're going to talk about that for a little bit um we're going to talk about some stuff pre-inauguration uh we're going to talk about some music some sports some uh some 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 programs that uh have came and came and gone um but uh first of all i just want to start out with uh with you know my, my deepest respect and condolences to the Bryant family uh rp kobe gg and the other people that uh, died in that tragic plane crash last year. Um, we're a few days past the anniversary of that day. I can't even believe it's been a year that fast, to be honest with you guys. Like, it's crazy. I saw this uh, Kobe tribute um, that I think ESPN did. I posted it on my Twitter. And it was it was crazy, like, just to see that it's been a year already. And I still really can't believe it. I still can't believe that he's gone. Um he was just somebody. One of them people you thought they was just going to just live forever, like 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 how Betty White's still going, like and like uh, you just thought this that's somebody that's just was going to just live forever and just be a part of culture and life. Like you know, he had a lot of plans. He was he was going to be a venture capitalist. He turned into a uh, a filmmaker. He won a, a what was it, a, a Oscar or Emmy? One of one of those. Um, for his uh for his short film and you know Gigi the sky was the limit for her she would have made definitely made it to the WNBA with her with who her father is alone you know just the genes alone she would have made it and it's just and all the other future all the lives all the other lives cut short in the plane it's just really sad you know it's really sad um but you know rest in peace to to everybody involved in that situation and uh long live the mamba mentality you know as long as we keep it alive in our hearts and our minds and we'll keep him alive. So um uh another another legend died, uh Larry King. That that I didn't think like uh he would be he he's one another one of those people you think um you, you think they just gonna live forever, you know. He's just one of those people that's just a staple in the world, you know. Um you know, he was one of he was one of the greatest uh at what he did, you know, at, at at his job, you know, you know, all of the shows he's been on, all of the interviews that he's done, all of the shows that he's hosted, you know, he was he was he was a um icon, icon, you know what I'm saying? Like he been he been doing it for for years and years and years, you know, a fellow fellow New Yorker, you know, he gave it to you straight, you know, he gave he gave you um he gave you him, he gave you authenticity. And, you know, that's something to be admired, you know, because that's something that I strive for and and doing this, you know, because this 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 podcasting is really considered radio, but it's like it's on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? So 
I would say like the the earliest forms of podcasting were things that Larry King did and um Howard Stern and then Howard Stern things that took it to another level and is still doing it to this day over twenty years. You know, and then the more modern take on it, you have the Joe Budden podcast, you have the uh the Joe Rogan podcast, um the Joe Rogan experience, um things of that nature, and it, it, people just it just keeps evolving, it just keeps evolving. Um, I remember when I was in college, I probably said this before on the pod, but um, I remember when I was in college, one of my teachers uh said uh, and this is a guy that worked for NBC, Tom O'Hanlon. You can look him up. You probably heard his name before. He's he's on 10, 10 wins and things of that nature. Uh, he 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 told us that we're probably gonna have jobs that don't even exist yet. And now that I'm like a few years removed from college, I graduated about five years ago. Now I see what he's talking about. Like we really are gonna have jobs that don't, you know that 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 are being formulated now. Like I'm doing this podcasting. I'm on YouTube creating content. Um, I'm I'm gonna be streaming soon. Like I probably I probably stream. I want to stream every every month this year. That's my goal. So I, I I literally like was going so hard on YouTube that I forgot to stream. So I probably start streaming um either today or tomorrow because I, I'm running out of time <laughs> in this month if I want to hit my goal. So uh so yeah. So that's 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 um. I stat on that, and uh, we have a lot to get into. But uh, but last thing before we get in, before we get into it, um, I know a lot of you you want to be on the show. You're talking about you like you hit me up like yo, I want to be on the pod. Like you, like what you're talking about is so interesting. I love to join you and give another perspective, and I love that energy. I love that energy. So I came up with a system to uh, I guess prioritize and make it fair for everybody because I don't want to invite one person on. And then another person be like, oh, why you invite me? So this is what I need y'all to do. This is what I need y'all to do. I need you to follow me on Twitter. All right. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to me on YouTube. And um, if you want all of my other socials, but primarily subscribe to me on Twitter. I mean, follow me on Twitter and subscribe to me on YouTube. Those are my two criteria for to be on the pod as a uh as a uh segment guest. So I'll tell you this I'll tell I'll give you I'll send you the topic. I I write I type up a list of topics as I go throughout the month. And you can pick which topic you want to be in and then we'll put you on. We'll put you on for uh for that set for that segment. And um another way you could do it if you want to be like a host like if you want to host the entire show with me and give your opinions on all of the topics like if you want to co-host um there should be a link in the uh, description of this um in the description of this episode for the pod you could become one of my uh supporters so basically what you could do is for as low as i think it goes down to like 199 per month 199 and then 5 499 and then 999 per month you can be a supporter a direct supporter of the show and you can i'll allow you to come on here and host and you can bring up bring up your own topics and we can go down the list together we can host it together um obviously there's you know online we're going to do it online because you know because of covid i know i know a way to do that so don't don't worry about it i'll 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 walk you through it but yeah if you want to directly support the show per month um you can be on you can be on the show 
and you can, you know, you can promote it all to your friends and things of that nature. And you could and you can be on the show. So um I suggest you guys do that if you're if you're interested. If you're interested in that. Um I think that's a fair way to give everybody a chance to be on the show because I got a bunch of people hitting me up, you know. Not that I'm like some huge celebrity or anything like that, but it's just it is what it is. I got people hitting me up wanting to be on the show, and this is the fairest way I can come up with it. So follow me on Twitter. follow me on Twitter, subscribe to me on YouTube. Um, if you want to find all that information, you can go on my website. It's www.justicefalls.com. I'll put it in the description. And then all of my socials are right there on the top right. So you follow me on Twitter, subscribe to me on YouTube. And then if you want to uh, contribute and, uh, you know, per month, you can go to uh, my anchor, my anchor page and my anchor page is um anchor.fm uh forward slash jeffrey j-e-f-f-r-e-y hyphen t hyphen j-u-s-c-i-c there'll be a link in there so so you guys could click and go directly to that to that page all you do is just push put in your card information and then it'll just charge you the whatever amount you pick per month and then you can be on the show it, it i'll get notified of all of this obviously so if you're asking me to be on the show and you haven't done those things you have to do those things first to even be considered to be on the show. So that's the fairest way I can think of, of doing it. So um, without further ado, let's get into these topics. Okay, before we continue, I did forget a couple people that I wanted to uh, wish a uh, successful and, and uh, nourishing uh, transition to the... Uh, Afterlife, I missed uh, Miss Miss Cicely Tyson. Uh, if you don't know who she is, she was a uh, African American actress. Her career spanned over seventy years. You probably don't know her name, but I guarantee you, you've seen her in a movie in the past in your lifetime. In your lifetime, because a lot of y'all listening to this, all of y'all, all the people that listen to my show, look at my analytics is between eighteen and forty four. So. Throughout, throughout some point in your lifetime, you've seen a movie with Cicely Tyson in it or a TV show. Um, she was in Roots, Idle Wild, Bustin' Loose, Fall From Grace, Hoodlum. She was even in a couple of Tyler Perry films, Why Did I Get Married 2. Um, mad movies, mad movies, like even in like some horror movies and stuff like that. So Wilma, like just to name a few. Um... And then she got, I think she got a Nobel Peace Prize or like a Purple Heart from Obama or something like that back in the day. I forget which one it was. Um, uh, just a very uh, captivating. Uh, oh, no, she got the Medal of Freedom from Obama back in 2016. So, yeah, so just a very captivating woman, very captivating uh, black actress. Um, she always played that strong leader, motherly role. And uh, she was definitely a role model for, you know, young black women coming up in the industry. I'm pretty sure if you ask your favorite young black actress right now or even an older one, they'll mention her. You know, she she passed on uh, the 28th. That was two days ago. I'm, it is uh, January 30th as of this recording. Um, she was 96 years old. Again, her career spanned over 70 years, so I'm pretty sure you've seen a movie or show with her in it. 
So she was a uh, staple in in Hollywood. You know, another New Yorker. You know, New Yorkers we do it big, no matter what we do. Um, and uh, I just wanted to give my uh, condolences to her, and hopefully they manage her estate well and things of that nature. So another one is a crazy blow to me and to a lot of to millions of people around the world. Um, MF Doom, MF Doom. He was a uh, underground rapper. If you didn't know who he was, um, but he was well known and respected throughout the hip hop community. Like he he came up with the term "your rapper's favorite rapper," and that's probably true. You know, there's a lot of rappers that like geek out over him. You can just go on YouTube and just search like MF Doom influence or MF Doom. Like, um, I suggest if you're a fan of hip hop, if you really consider yourself a fan of hip hop you would go check him out his wordplay and then his delivery and his subject matter and just his whole persona and his character was so crazy he played a uh, super villain so he would often refer to himself in third person and he would have clips from like news articles and clips from like uh comic book strips and things of that nature to tie into the story he was trying to tell which is just a dude that's just on a mission to take over the world and sometimes just dude that's just chilling, just trying to eat. Like he made a whole album called mm, Food. And it's just about his favorite food. Every song on the album is about one of his favorite foods. And the bars on there is crazy. Like you you can't you can't sit there and say that he's not, you know, top five lyric lyricist um to ever to ever do it, you know. Um his real name is Daniel Dumalay. That's where he got the Doom from. And his mat he, he wears a mask similar to uh to Dr. Doom. That was one of his favorite uh, villain, comic book villains growing up. And he based his whole career around that, that persona, that, uh, that Victor Vaughn persona. One of his albums name was Victor Vaughn. Like he, he went by many names over the, over the years. Uh, King Jidora, uh, which is a Godzilla reference, uh, Metal Face, MF Doom, the villain, Victor Vaughn, Zev Love X. Like he had a bunch of personas that he would portray on his albums and that, to me, that gave him a different kind of vibe. Because, you know, when you listen to an artist, it's more than just the music. It's all about the, like, like the ambiance that it gives you. Like, what, what, like, what, where are they trying to take you? Where are they trying to go with it? Like, I know a lot of rappers, they are storytelling, are good storytellers. But they take us to the same places. They take us to the hood, and I got it out the mud, and I had to sell dope, and I had to yada yada. But, you know... MF Doom was one of those super creative guys where he created this whole world and around his persona. He mixed in comic book stories with his own stories in his own life. And, and in the way his bars just, his bars is different. Like nobody got bars like him. Nobody raps like that. I guarantee you no rapper raps like that or probably better than that. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, I first caught on um, during uh, Mad Villainy, that album, um, the song, the song in the accordion, was dope um and that that inspired me to you know want to make beats and stuff like that um and want to and want to rap really you know you know i haven't really pursued it but you know i'll I'll freestyle every now and then you know you know my head and stuff i hear fire beat um that was in collaboration with uh, a producer called mad lib you know another legendary producer they came together and put together to this date it's one of the best uh hip-hop albums to ever be released um yeah so he so he was just a huge inspiration to me and come to find out he died on october 31st 
but his family kept it a secret until December 31st, which was the last day of last year. And that's just so, that's just such a super villain way to go out. Like, yeah, yeah, I thought I died on this day, but really I died. I've been was dead and y'all late, you know, you know, it's just, it's just a, such a super villain way to go out, you know? Um, I think, it, I think he died due to, um, well, they didn't really give a cause, but the, it's rumored that it was like heart failure or something like that. Uh, I don't know. He didn't. Uh, they didn't really give a cause. He was only forty nine years old. Really, um, still, still, still young in the grand scheme of things. Forty nine is still is still young. You know what I'm saying? Especially with how people are passing with this COVID situation. Um, but uh, you know, I hope his. Oh, again, I hope his estate is taken care of, and they and they handle it well and. You know, you know, don't don't buy into the people that's just going to try to cash in off of this and do these like fake tributes to him just to make money. Make sure that the money is going to his if if people are going to do tribute, make sure the money that's going to be made off of that is going to his estate to take care of his family. You know, Cause that's what he would have did if he was still alive. He would have took care of his, his loved one and things of that nature. So make sure if you're buying anything MF Doom related, make sure that you do your research and make sure that it's being you know put into the estate of uh mr dane dumoulet so uh r.i.p then another one i i didn't i didn't know who this kid was um this is rapper named six dogs he was a underground rapper he was coming up um i don't know much about him uh i listened to one of his songs uh i think it was called uh fago dreams or something like that yeah fago dreams just another like trap you know, druggy trap, trap rap, slow vibe kind of rapper. And uh, he's from Atlanta. And he was only 21. Apparently, he died of suicide and he was suffering from COVID and things of that nature. So it's, it's really sad to see that. So I just want to mention that, you know, prayers to his family and, and, and things of that nature. Um, and I hope, again, whatever he had, whatever money, whatever assets he had is taken care of, things of that nature, because we, we see a lot of that. A lot of, lot of, lot of fake people come up out of nowhere. Like, oh, that was, you know, he said I could, you know, you know. A lot of people come out of nowhere and try to just reap the benefits of somebody with a lot of assets dying, which is disgusting. But that's what that's what people do. That's that's where we live in. So uh, I just wanted to get those in because I missed it during the uh, first segment. Okay, so we're going to start off with um, something that happened earlier this year. This year started off with the smoke, and the smoke is still fuming. Um, uh, Mitch McConnell's home was graffitied after he rejected the uh, the then-proposed $2,000 checks by uh, number 45, uh, Donald Trump, who is, as we know by now, is no longer in office. And uh, Nancy Pelosi's home was also vandalized as well. So, um, for those of you that don't know, the uh, these are two members of Congress, um, the United States Congress, which is composed of the House of Representatives and the Senate. Mitch McConnell is the majority leader of the uh, of the Senate, and uh, he's he's been under much scrutiny in his entire time and being in office. He's been known to to block a lot of things that uh that uh the uh, previous administration 
what the previous previous administration were, were trying to get through uh with uh, uh president uh president obama and it's and it's uh it's really it's really uh it's really really messy <laughs> and uh nancy pelosi she's uh she's the uh speaker of the house of representatives and uh she's been known to uh, have some controversial things to say like uh as lately I've, I've seen things related to um housing and things of that nature so um their houses got vandalized they were writing things like their graffiti and things like where's my money and things of that nature on, on their uh, front door, right on right on Mitch McConnell's front door. They wrote, where's my money? And, you know, calling them cowards, you know, things of that nature. And uh, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying that's what happens when you uh, agitate the American people and they don't and they can't take it anymore. So I'm not going to sit there and be surprised about it. Um, so... <clears throat> So as we know, we ended up getting the six hundred. We ended up getting the six hundred um, before uh, Trump got in, got out of office, and uh, Biden is trying to get us more. He's trying to um, get us fourteen hundred to even out the six hundred that Trump gave us, and an additional stimulus payment of uh, two thousand dollars. So that's one of the first things he's he's trying to do in his first uh, one hundred days in office, and I think it's pretty ambitious. I feel like he's already He's already signed a bunch of things into into place. Um, there's 17. I, I have a list here of uh, 17 things that he's he signed into office just in a, just in a few days of him, just within a few days of him being inaugurated, which was on the 20th. Um, some of which I'll read off here. I'm not going to read all of it, but um, stopping border wall, stopping border wall construction, ending the Muslim travel ban. Rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement, ending the Keystone XL pipeline and revoke oil and gas development in national wildlife monuments. Count on non-citizens and U.S. Census, count non-citizens and U.S. Census again. Rejoin the World Health Organization. I didn't know we disbanded from the World Health, World Health Organization. I thought Trump was just trying to silence Fauci and them because what they were saying was right. <laughs> And uh, 100 days masking challenge, um, extend eviction, foreclosure, and moratoriums. Um, continue pause on student loan payments on September 30th. I might as well read all of them. I'm already at uh, at 10. Um, defend Dreamers program for undocumented young Americans. Um, change Trump arrest priorities for immigration and customs enforcement. So ICE. Um Keep protect keep protections for a group of Liberians in the country. Restructure federal government coordination to the COVID pandemic. Actions to advance racial equality through the federal government. I'm gonna see how how well that works. Um, strengthen workplace discrimination protections based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Freezing last minute Trump administration regulatory actions and last but not least. Formulate executive branch ethics doctrine. So those are just a few things. He's he's trying to go crazy. I knew that was going to happen. Like he, as soon as he got in office, he was just going to pretty much overturn all the things that Trump uh, put into place. That's usually what every president does, especially when it flips from one side to the next, Democrat and Republican. Um, 
that's what Trump tried to do. He tried to overturn. Well, he did overturn a few a few things that Obama did, but the major stuff he didn't get a chance to do because he really didn't know what he was doing because he was never been in politics before. But that's uh, beside the point. So, um, yeah, that's that's what's going on with the uh, politics side of things. I try not to spend too much time on it because you know I know I don't compare be kind of boring. That's why I usually do it do it like earlier in the pod. But um, that's pretty much it. So we we're gonna be getting some more stimulus. Uh, some stimulus money soon, so you know, just hang in there, and uh, um, that's it, <laughs> that's it on that. So, uh, moving along, um, so before the uh inauguration, uh, there was an incident that occurred which will go down in history as one of the uh, I guess one of the darkest times in modern American history. There was a storming of the Capitol. So on the on the date that uh, the votes were to be certified, the um the votes were to be the set the um electoral college votes would be certified. Um, there was a group of angry uh, Trump supporters who went up there to the Capitol building, um, in D.C. and they formed an angry mob for lack of a better term and they went in and they went in there and they rushed past security and they actually got inside they got inside um i was told there were pipe bombs and tear gas that 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 the protesters had and some of them some of which were used you can see it on on tv that was a crazy day i woke up and i was like wow this is this is insane I gotta cover this one the pod so as pe- people got inside uh there were uh, officers inside the building trying to uh, pepper spray people and stuff like that, and you know it, it got it got crazy in there. They got inside the uh, inside the hall, the, the the Congress floor. The they got inside of there, and they was taking pictures and selfies. I made a bunch of memes. Go check out my Twitter. Just <laughs> in part, just in part underscore justice. I made a bunch of memes about it. Just scroll down, you'll you'll see them. Um, it was a crazy day. It was a crazy day in American history. And um, the uh, Capitol Police and just, you know, just the president, things of that nature are under scrutiny because of the fact that uh, there wasn't a lot of security there. Like when the Black Lives Matter protests happened, they had the National Guard full uniform, ready, ready to rock and roll, lock and loaded when the Black Lives Matter protests happened. But when this happened, they didn't they had the regular capital police there which wasn't enough to stop people from getting through and there was a delayed response and the president first condemning the actions of these we can call them terrorists we can call it insurrection we can call it that we can definitely call it that because if you look up the definition of it that's what they did um because you know because trump i is really is really because trump told him to if you want to be serious um he they had a rally beforehand in dc and he encouraged his his um his uh supporters to go over there and fight for their rights, whatever however they they took that, you know, and and you know they was gonna listen. So now that's why he's under um he's under investigation and he's going to be impeached. Um, well, I think he will. 
because I think because even the Republicans condemned what he was doing. You had a, you had people on the Senate floor ducking down. They the, the the Secret Service and Capitol Police they had to stuff furniture against the door so they couldn't get in. They had the guns drawn. It was a crazy side. I know, like I know, I'm talking about this like mad late, but it's like you if you didn't see that, you have to go look at these pictures because look these pictures and videos because it was a lot worse than what was first portrayed. Like they got in there and they were doing damage. Um, they only show video of them walking around and stuff, but there were other videos of cops getting bum rushed and pressed up against the wall and stuff like that. It was, it was a crazy sight. Like nothing like that has happened in, in, in years, you know, you know, especially not to this extent, you know? So I, I just think it was a whole, uh, a whole mess, you know, it's, it's really, it's really silly how, you know, when one side acts a fool, they point the finger. Then when the other side acts up, it's oh no, it's our it's our God given right. It's our God given right. You know, <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's kind of ridiculous. But eventually the uh, the uh, the grounds were cleared. Eventually Trump made a message, not even condemning. He said, "You are very special. We love you." And you know, you know, you know how Trump is very, you know, very nonchalant. Like he, he ain't really care. And then if you look on YouTube or or, or on Google, like every, it's the, that video is everywhere. He actually had a party viewing what was going on at the Capitol. Like somebody had went live at the event, and somebody snipped the video, and he was watching them go crazy, and took a whole hour or two after they already them busted in, you know, and got senators hiding under and house representatives hiding underneath chairs and stuff like that, you know, it was already too late. You know, you already, you know, the damage was already done by the time he, you know, condemned it. So, you know, I understand, um, you know, cause constitutionally quote unquote, we do have the right to overthrow an oppressive government, but it's not like slavery is happening. Like these people are just mad that Trump lost. And they claim and they, they have baseless, baseless claims that the that the votes were not counted correctly. There was a there's uh that, that that there was fake there was a fake vote, fake ballots and ballot ballots were discounted. Now there is instances of fraud. I do believe there's instances of fraud in every election, but come on. <laughs> like, 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 let's 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 really be let's really let's really be real here. Like, if he took all, if Trump took all his cases, all his powerful lawyers and stuff like that, and his powers as the president, if he took it to all these organizations, the cyber crimes organization, the Supreme Court, and they're all like, "Yo, what are you talking about? Like, the the, the votes were not, you know, tainted. Like, come on, now you're like you're wasting time. Then, who is he to say that they're wrong? Who is he to say that they're wrong? Now, people argue that they could have done an audit and things of that nature. But I think due to the volatility of this specific this specific election, you had to get in there and, and, and do something. You had to get in there and um and just get, get the votes going because of the fact that like there was no clear evidence found of of, of tampering. And there probably was some tampering, but he's talking about there's fifty thousand votes in the Mississippi river right now. Like that, that's a bogus story. And people just believe and eat up whatever that man says that he, he's a very captivating individual. Donald Trump is he, he, he can get the people to believe anything. If he said the sky was orange, people would really like go like, yeah, because Trump said it, the sky is orange. Like he's a very 
captivating uh individual. So, you know, that's all I got to say on that. I, I just wanted to get all the politics stuff out the way first. So, um, I guess we can just go over the inauguration real quick while we're here. So, um, Joe Biden is now the 46th president. He was sworn in with uh, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. I say Kamala. It's I, apparently supposed to, it's, it's pronounced Kamala Harris. Um, she's the first uh, female vice president, first African American, first you know person of African American descent. Uh, although there's some debate on that, like with her father not really being from from Jamaica and something like that. I I don't know. I don't really pay attention to all that stuff. I just you know, call it like I see it. You know, I don't, I don't really, I don't really, honestly, and honestly, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care to be honest. Cause it's just like, you know, what are you going to do for me? I don't care what president is in there. I like, I like, I keep saying, I don't lean politically toward any side. What are you going to do for us? Us meaning the American people. And then more specifically us meaning the black community, you know, what are you going to do for us? You know, so we, we going, we going to see what they could do. Biden's been busting a couple moves. He did uh he did um try he did rid rid the uh, prison system of private private contracts and privately owned prisons. So we'll see how that goes. Cause you know, I know they're gonna they the rich folk gonna fight for that because prisons make millions of dollars for these people every year. So we'll see about that. We'll see how that works. Uh, I had to uh replenish myself real quick. But um yeah, so there was an inauguration. It was nice. You know, they had some performances, J-Lo and stuff. People was making memes and all of that. They had the girl go up there, a young lady. Um, I think she was like the youngest poet to to do the inauguration poem or whatever. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't catch all of it. I was asleep. But um, what I did catch and what I did catch up on, it was you know, it was nice. You know, it is what it is. Just another inauguration, to, to be honest. Um, Joe Biden was sworn in, things of that nature. They had like a a color scheme going on, you know, that was spoken about, you know, in the fashion world. And apparently it was supposed to make some sort of statement. I don't know what kind of statement it's supposed to make. You can look that up on your own because <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was nice, you know, nice little presentation. They uh they they mentioned a soldier that went over and uh saluted uh. Joe Biden's son, you know, at at at, at his at his uh, grave, you know, and they they you know they shot at him out, you know, so it, it was what it was, just another inauguration. Historical, a few historical things happened, but I feel like history every every time the president switches over, there's some history made. Since I've been alive, since I've been alive, every time the president switch over, some sort of history was made. So um, so yeah, so number forty six. Joe Biden, let's see what you got. So in other news, um, we have a uh, interesting story. <laughs> it's uh, a naked man was electrocuted to death in the uh, NYC subway on uh, 110th Street on the west side. It was the, uh, I think it was the one train. Uh, so apparently this guy was emotionally disturbed or, uh, he was naked. Um, and he was down in the train station dancing in front of people naked. (laughs) So, um, a couple of people, you know, just kind of got out the way. One guy, uh, 
said uh, one guy witnessed the other guy witnessed the guy come up to somebody else and he came up to him. He was like, he came up to me. He came up to dance on me, but I told him to get lost, said the witness. who had seen a naked man in the station before and believed him to be homeless. So this is a recurring thing, it seems. It seems if um, the naked man found another person on the platform and then he started dancing towards him. Um, then the same witness said uh, the man felt disrespected, so he squared up like he was about to fight the naked man. And uh, when the naked man saw that he wanted to fight, he just started hitting him like crazy. So so this video out of this, um, in the video, they're tussling or whatever. The guy kicks him. The guy, the guy's swinging back at him. Um, and the guy, the the uh, the person that's not naked, the person that got pushed into the tracks. He um he had a book bag on and the guy was kind of the naked guy was kind of grabbing him and you know kind of shaking him by his book bag and he got disoriented lost his balance and fell on the tracks. So at this point, a train is about to pull into the station. So luckily, there were people in the station to tell the train to stop. So when they get down inside of there, um, when the guy falls in falls in there, somebody comes and picks somebody jumps down there to go uh, pick the guy up, to go help him up. So this, I guess, got the the naked guy angry, so he jumped in there and tried to intervene. And then the guy that fell in, in the um, in the train track got up and apparently just socked the dude, and he fell, socked the naked dude, and he fell. And then his shoulder hit the third rail, which carries 625 volts of electricity, which is more than enough to kill a human being in, a, in an instant. So he died in that manner the police came on the scene to investigate and nobody was charged so that's crazy i don't know where he was off he was probably off some zan some k2 something because that doesn't just happen like this is clearly a disturbed man apparently i learned from somebody on facebook and they had shared me another uh article that um his the the naked dude's mother had made a statement saying he was you know he was disturbed and he was he wasn't taking his medication and things of that nature so really sad to see somebody go out like that but it, but the the story itself is just a little funny other than the guy dying cuz it's it's New York you know here everything everything happens that's why they say only in New York and this is one of those only in New York moments so I, I just wanted to share that for you people around the around the country and around the world that are listening to this pod. It's uh it's 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 pretty hilarious. All right, so moving on. Um a Bitcoin investor lost the password to his account and uh, he had been trying for days to get into this account and um he couldn't figure out the password. So it came down to the point where he had two attempts left. And he just couldn't remember it because the Bitcoin was on a drive, an encrypted drive that follow that uh that if the password is um entered wrong too many times, then you can never get into it. It encrypts forever and you can't get into it. So the account um was worth two hundred and twenty seven million US dollars. If you guys don't know about what Bitcoin is, it's basically the currency of the future, I think. Um, one, one Bitcoin is worth around, well, almost $40,000. Last I checked, it was like 38,000 per, um, per, uh, per coin, per share per coin or whatever. Um, so you can, you can imagine that you can imagine how much Bitcoin he had. If he had a 227 million worth, 
and an article came out where he came out and said he's at peace with it. He can't find the password, and he's just, you know, he just kind of asked out. <laughs> and me, I, I couldn't. I, I would pay somebody. I would be like, yo, I'll put this on all my hackers out there. You got two shots. Like, if you can crack this code without encrypting it forever, I'll give you, I'll give you, i hit you off with, like, 20 mil, you know, like, something like that. I, I'd make a reward, but... He he's he just said he's he's at peace with it. Like he he can't remember the password and it's just not happening. He made the password a, a long time ago and he just couldn't remember couldn't remember it. It was smart. It was smart of him to not write it down anywhere because you never know. You know how people are when it comes to money. One minute they're your friend and then next thing you know they got the knife in your back just to get that just to get to that bag. It's and it's it's just it's sad. It's like that, you know. But you know, I guess you win some, you lose some. So. I just thought that was an interesting uh, story, an interesting story to tell, um, along with a naked guy getting electrocuted to death. It's like it's like you can't make up these timelines. Like as this news was coming in, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I already like I have, I'm not even halfway down the page that, that I'm looking at right now, and it's just like this all happened in like the first two weeks of of 2021, and then more stuff happened on top of that, which I'm not even gonna have the chance. Which I'm probably not even gonna have the chance to get to because I'm trying to, I'm trying to practice getting, getting the pod down to a reasonable, a reasonable time so it's more digestible for you guys. But that's why it's called the Justice Falls Experiment. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm trying different things as we go, and um, eventually I'll get the hang of it and we'll be a well-oiled machine sooner rather than later. So um, that's that on that. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about is Flash Player. So. A lot of you, all of you, if you have if you have a computer in your house or if you have used a computer for school or work or whatever, nine times out of ten, you've used Flash Player. Now, Flash Player is a program from Adobe, and it was used um, primarily to, to provide a large amount of information into a, a smaller context, which would be a web page. And it's kind of hard to explain in words. Like, you'd have to see it. But it, but you know what a Flash player is. Like, you know those Flash games on the internet? It's like it was designed to host a large amount of information but have it condensed into a, um, a usable, uh, a usable uh, format, which would be a web page. So let's say you're on a web page and you're looking at you're looking at a flash, so a flash player, um, a flash uh, application and things of that nature. You can only see it on that one section of the web page, and it has to be a web page. So what would normally take, let's say, a thousand megabytes, it would condense it into like thirty megabytes so that you can see it. Like the quality wouldn't be spectacular over the years. The quality did get better, but um. It was used to, you know, you know, spread information faster and over a wider array, which would be the internet. So um, this player became, you know, kind of outdated as we as we go along. Now we use like HTML5, which is another format to uh, display information on web pages. And I'm kind of sad that it's gone because me growing up with Flash Player, I would play a bunch of Flash games on like mini miniclip.com newgrounds.com and it would be a bunch of flash entertainment on there for lack of a better term 
And it, it, it was fun. It just felt really, really nostalgic kind of uh, looking back on this, looking back on the history of Flash and seeing and seeing how uh, how useful it was for so many years and just how it just became update, outdated. Because by the time they were able to upgrade the uh, the Flash, you know, the Flash player capabilities, you know, things that were easier to use, like HTML5 became more prevalent and um, and that caused Flash player to... Uh, and they're ending support for it starting uh back. They ended support for it back in like January, on January twelfth, and they're gonna completely phase it out um soon. So uh it's sad to see it go, but it's it's and it's something that will definitely go down in the history of technology and things of that nature. Um I did a whole uh video on it on my gaming channel because that is you know somewhat more more so gamer related. Cause as far as as far as I'm as far as I'm uh, concerned with it, you can go on my YouTube channel, um, Justice Fall Justice X Falls, um, and check that out. That's one of the pages you got to subscribe. Remember, it's one of the pages you got to subscribe to that and Twitter, so that you can um be on the show. So make sure you definitely go do that. And welcome back to the greatest podcast you've never heard of, the Justice Falls Experiment. So moving right along, um, we're going to get into a topic that um, I found very interesting. So in my uh, YouTube searching and surfing, um, I came across a video from a YouTube channel called Casual Bachelor. Um, in that, in that channel, he critiques, uh, the various, uh, the various thought processes of men and women and how they interact with one another and how they, uh, connect with one another, you know, spiritually, emotionally, and financially and, and, and things of that nature. So, so a pretty interesting channel. You should check them out. There's, there's a whole community of that. I feel like YouTube has a community of everything. Um, uh, whatever you're looking for, you can find it on YouTube. So I was just scrolling and I just came across a video that was interesting. So this guy, Casual Bachelor, he was responding to um, a woman, another YouTuber by the name of uh, Jeanette Amour. And she was talking about why women go for basically criminals, guys that are in jail. Now, I grew up in the hood, so I know a lot of people that have been in and out of jail. I got family members that have been in and out of jail. I got friends that have been in and out of jail. And, you know, I don't knock nobody hustle. I know I know for a fact how hard it was to grow up in an impoverished neighborhood and you're a black man or a black woman. So sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make ends meet, you know, to get that rent paid, to keep that roof over your head, to, to uh, get food in your stomach. I understand. I'm not condoning it, but, hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But this this woman, she she I think honestly, I think she was low key trolling because of the way she was talking and some of the things that she said. So basically, she started off the video by saying that um that sh a lot of women she speaks to say that all the good men are in jail, and I'm just like, what? Like there may be some good men in jail, there might be some wrongfully convicted men in there, but for the most part, it's criminals in there, it's people that did crimes, like. And when and and the code is 
you do the crime, you do your time. You know, you you know when you in deep, when you doing certain, when you doing certain things out in these streets, you you know you know what's coming. You know your day is coming, and you got to be able to sit there and face your time like a man or like a woman, and just do it. You know, and that's 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 a part of the the, the street code. You know, well, at least that was I, at least that was I was told. You know, I, I wasn't out here running the streets, but you know, I know people. You know. You know, and I've done things, you know, you know, so it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't understand, but, you know, but it is what it is. That's just how it is out there in the streets, you know, um, and she went on, she was just going on to say that nobody wants a nice guy or just a regular nine to five guy. Cause those guys are usually squares and they usually not aggressive and they don't take the lead. Whereas a guy that comes out of jail, he's like a hustler. He'll get it for you anyway, uh, anyhow, any way he can. And, you know, while there is some merit to that, you can't glorify criminal activity like that. That's not going to last forever. You're going to end up in jail. So, yeah, he's buying you all of these bags and shoes and everything and and all and all of that. And but when he's going to eventually go back to jail, that's what you want your event. That's who you want to have your eventual kids by. That's who you want to spend the rest of your life with. Somebody that's just going to keep being in and out of jail and not stable. What happens when y'all grow older and you have to start thinking about retirement and things of that nature? This dude didn't have a job for 30 years because you was con- you was condoning his his uh, bum ass behavior. That that's that's the that's that's the issue that you run into with with that. Like like I get it. Like the mindset of uh, of a hustler of of a person that be in and out of jail and like that they gonna go get it by any means and while i could understand that is attractive and that's something that you would want in a guy you could find that in a regular guy with a nine to five job that will go out and get that will go out and do what he gotta do to make ends meet it's not about she in this video she made it seem like all a man is supposed to do is just provide for her and get her wherever you whatever she want whenever she wants it and that's not the case. That's not the case. You might be able to find a dude that will do that for you, but nine times out of ten, that's not how it works. Like those, those, those are the only types of dudes that are going to, you know, reciprocate to that, to that, um, to that, um, that type of uh, that type of need. Even the rich men, they, they'll, they'll look at you like, well, what do you, what do you bring into the table? You know what I'm saying? Like they'll, they'll might trick on you a little bit. But like at the end of the day, it's gonna be like, well, what do you bring to table? What do you what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? So I really, I really had to de debunk this one because it is just it was to me the video was just silly. Like it had a couple valid points, but overall, you can't sit there and say that if a man is not in and out of jail and hustling, then he's a square, he's a lame, he can't do nothing for you. Like he could do way more for you than the dude that's coming in and out of jail. Just buying bags and shoes and providing your lifestyle. Is not something that's first of all not something that's sustainable, and it's something that is, and that's not something that's required, you know, and that's not something that's going breed like a healthy relationship. So that that was just really really weird to me. Like I, you you guys can search it up. It's uh, Janae Moore. It's, it's probably it probably blown up by now because um that was a pretty controversial video. It had mad views when I was looking it up, but um definitely check that video out and see what you think for yourself. You know, and y'all, y'all, you know, y'all know the vibes. Y'all can hit me up, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and we can discuss it further if you like. You know, I kind of wanted a guest, a female guest on for this, but, you know, 
I came up with the idea that I came up with before, which is to follow me on Twitter at Impart I M P A R T Justice. Um and on uh YouTube, uh Justice Fall Justice X Falls. Or or you could um to be a guest on the show for a segment and to be a host, a co-host, you can um be one of my supporters. All this information is gonna be in the in the link to this podcast wherever you're listening at. So look out, look out for that. But yeah, that was just I don't know. That was just a silly video <laughs> on, on my part. Like, like, and, and I can see it from both sides. And like, I'm some, you know, I'm not one of the quote unquote square dudes that she's talking about, but I, cause I could see it from both sides, but it's like, you didn't make a very compelling argument for that side. And it's not a very compelling, there's not a, a very compelling argument that anyone could really come up with for that side other than the dude just being in and out of jail and providing your lifestyle providing you the lifestyle you want to live which is super selfish and superficial so um yeah i'm not yet <laughs> that's all i have to say on that so another article i came across this is actually an article that was um that was sent to me by a friend of mine um I don't want to tell you tell people business, but they they sent me this. And they say, yeah, you should cover this on your podcast. So um, it's from BlackAmericaWeb.com. Shout out to them. I would hope that that's black owned. <laughs> um, this is a publication, and they uh, on their website they put out an article by the name. This guy's name is Brandon Caldwell. He put out a video that said nearly a third of women have gone on dates just for free food. Now, before y'all kill me on that, before y'all, you go angrily write me in my inbox, just listen. Or I would say read the article first. I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm going to just pick little excerpts from it and then give you my take. But please read the article. Matter of fact, I think I could read this whole article to you because it's kind of short. So it says, um, fellas, you know the woman who has saved, who has you saved as food in her phone? And ladies, don't lie. Y'all do do that because... I was raised by a woman. I'm really good with women. Women like to open up to me. And these are the type of things I've been told throughout my life. So y'all can't deny. Maybe you don't do it, but a large majority of y'all do. So, um, fellas, you know the woman that had you saved as food in her phone? Turns out you aren't alone. According to a study conducted by researchers at Azusa Pacific University and UC Merced, found that 23 to 33% of women surveyed had engaged in a foodie call. <laughs> foodie call, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. Um, want to know the kicker? Researchers in a partic- in this particular study have found that, whoa, what is this thing doing? That people who are likely to engage in foodie calls were the same people that have negative personality traits such as narcissism and are more likely to engage in deceitful behavior. No surprise there. And what else are foodie call participation is likely to do. According to the study, they're more likely to engage in one night stands, faking the orgasm, or sending unsolicited sexual pictures. And you thought future was wild when you said chicken wings and fries, we don't go on dates. Yeah. <laughs> that was from um What a Time to Be Alive, I believe. One with the diamonds on the front, the one he did with Drake. And I was on that for a minute. Like I think that was like 2016, 2017. I was on that for a minute, like chicken wings and fries. We don't go on dates, like, cause this is really how it is out here. It's, it's, it's a. I'm not saying there's no good woman out there. I'm just saying 
there's a lot of women who are just out here just using men and and it's and it's okay because we're in the type of society where you know i mean i feel like we've always been in a society where men's thoughts and feelings are pushed to the side and pushed down nobody cares what we think and we're too dumb to think for ourselves and things of that nature so um you know when things like this happen it's like oh well you know you know but we but we want to preach and scream for equality I don't, I don't, that's, that's the, that's what I don't get. If we want equality, everybody should be on equal footing. Not like some, I, I, you take your foot off, you, you, I take my foot off your neck and you put your foot on my neck, you know, let's both stand up and look at each other face to face and talk it out and figure out the next move. Cause all is, all we doing now, all we doing now right now is, especially with, with actions like this and it being condoned in society, all we're doing now is just flipping the opposite, flipping it around. Flipping it around. That's not equality. That's just that's just petty, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we ain't out here, well, we well, we we were. Let me let me not go there. I was like, if we ain't out here getting retaliated, going hard for the retaliation on on slavery, we just want equality, then we shouldn't be trying to flip the oppression around on this. Not to compare slavery to foodie calls, but you you kind of you kind of get what I'm saying. And if you don't, then honestly, I don't care. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> if you if you wanna um if you wanna um speak about it further, you can you can hit me up. You know, this is my platform. I say what I'm gonna say, like I normally do. And uh anybody got a problem, I'm really easy to find. So yeah, that's that was uh that. That was just uh a problem that we have today, you know, people just taking advantage of one another. I just think the whole thing is corny, you know. I shouldn't have to like have my guard super up when I'm trying to talk to females because I don't want to be and I, I shouldn't have to worry about being used for free food or a night out because you don't have no friends and nothing like that like you know if you if you like me for me then cool if you don't if you're just trying to get a free meal or or light up or or a cup of liquor then stay where you are stay where you are don't come nowhere near me please All right. So another so speaking of other topics that's going to get me uh yelled at and canceled. Um uh we got toxic masculinity. So there was this video on YouTube. Hopefully this doesn't hopefully this is not too loud. Hold on. Let me open up this link. Yeah, toxic masculinity. And it's this guy on YouTube. Um, his name is Pierre XO. He has 319,000 subscribers. I hope to have that many subscribers that day. One one day I will. I know I will. And um, he's just talking about what men wearing dresses expose about toxic masculinity. You know, um, the thing with toxic masculinity, it's, it's a term that I... Uh, I had some contention with because of how it was used, but I had, you know, I had, a, I had some, some very smart friends that described it to me. And I watched videos like this, like from this guy, Pierre, and then I've watched, uh, and I've listened to, you know, my, my, my very, uh, intelligent friends, uh, describe it to me. Um, and I, the way I see toxic masculinity is, um, it's when it's when we go you kind of go too far with it like 
when you're like overly macho and you, you you take on you take on these misogynistic and homophobic views you know and you take that uh boys will be boys type of mentality y'all know y'all know what i'm talking about like um like like the like saying things like man up and things of that nature that's you know that's something that uh that's something that's toxic that could be considered toxic masculinity and it can come from men or women like women can um what's the word i should use women can project upon men a sense of toxic masculinity because if we're too emotional Oh, oh, we're we're what's considered quote unquote too emotional. A woman doesn't want to deal with us. They will see us as less of a man, but then they want us to show emotion. Like I don't get it. And then from men to men, it's like if you do a certain, if you say certain words, or if you move a certain way, you're seen as like, oh, you sus, bro. Why you move like you moving funny, like you know, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I kind of look at it. Before I thought it was just another term. That people use to like just bum rush us men because there's there's a bunch of terms like we're we're referred we're referred to as trash, you know we're referred to as bad lovers, selfish, and all this other stuff, you know. And like as a whole, like not even like just some like they, I've heard people the term like all men are trash or all men are this, you know. But as soon as we push back on that then it's oh you're being mad sensitive or, or it's just the facts and you know you know it's, it's just it's just a lot of strife and contention between men and women and i think it's very interesting i like to talk about it and i like to obviously push back against it since i am a man and i am what i would what i would consider to be a masculine man and nothing about my ma- my masculinity is toxic you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a man. Like I'm a man's man. I like I like the typical stereotypical things that men like. I like beer, sports, music, and and women. You know, like, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. I'm not, and I'm not ashamed to say that. You know. Um, I just think that um, people go a little bit too far with it. You know, with that with that term when it don't need to be used. Like if I'm asserting myself, if somebody's trying to come at me, tell me I'm wrong about something, but I know I'm right about it, and I push back on it, and I stand my ground. That's not me being uh having toxic masculinity. That's me standing up for myself. Like why does it? Why does me standing up for myself have to be considered toxic masculinity? Like I, some people don't really understand the meaning of that term, and um, I just think that we need to get a grasp on that. Because it's causing a lot of uh, divide between us, uh, us men and women, and men and men, and just people in general. You know, it's just corny. You know, we need to um, we need to figure out a way where we can just understand each other. You know, everybody's like screaming over each other, saying like, oh, "I'm right," "No, I'm right." You know, instead we sit down and have conversations. So. Hopefully with a platform like this, I hope that we can, I can, you know, inspire people to have those conversations rather than just uh, push these narratives forward that further divide us. Because again, I said it in my last podcast, like people think like I'm this crazy women hater type dude and that couldn't be farther from the truth. Like 
I just call things like I see it. So if you're a woman and you fucking up, I'm gonna call it out just like if you're a man and you fucking up. So y'all can't be so sensitive and 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 think that I'm hating. Like it's it's I'm a lot of times I'm speaking facts. Cause there's a difference between being like, you know, overly sensitive, you know, and like just being able to take criticism, you know. I, I I feel like a lot of people just can't take criticism and being that you criticizing them, they feel like they got to come up with something negative to say about you. And just because something is negative doesn't mean it's always, doesn't mean it's, it's coming from a malicious place. It could just be a characteristic that you know that that somebody else noticed and they want to critically, um, constructively criticize you on it. I don't, I really don't, um, I really don't get that, how people can sit there and act that way. But yeah, toxic masculinity, very interesting, interesting term. Very interesting term. <sighs> I knew this was going to happen. We're like over an hour in and I still have like six topics to discuss. And like I said, I probably left out a bunch of other stuff, but bear with me. Uh, be soothed by the sound of my voice and uh, let's get it. Let's move on. So uh, Baron Davis and Master P are set to buy Reebok. So that's a power move. I love seeing black men do black business. And that's something I definitely wanted to get out there. And uh, just in case you see a resurgence in uh, Reebok, which you probably will, because they're trying to make AI the uh, the face of it again. I mean, I know the most popular shoes they have are the the questions and the um, the answers. Um, those are both AI sneakers. Those are out now. You can get them in a bunch of different colorways. Um, but you know, Reebok wasn't trying to pump him before, but now they now that um, Master P and Baron Davis are set to buy it. Now they, you know, now they're gonna go full throttle and then put AI at the for at the forefront of Reebok, where he really belongs, because um, it's really because of him that they get they get a lot of sales, even now, you know. Um, now his parent company is Adidas, and uh, they're planning to purchase it for. billion dollars big money and if that all works out Reebok would be the first black owned major sneaker brand so I'm rooting for that like I'm I applaud that I'm rooting for that I'm I'm 100% in for that I hope that they get it you know and I hope that they breathe life into Reebok because I used to wear Reebok when I was little I have um I'm in uh I'm in the uh in the hall of justice right now and I'm I'm holding this uh this baby shoe of mine and this uh it's a Reebok shoe. Um and it's still actually in like not bad position for condition for being, you know, now almost 30 years old. That's almost that's that's, that's how old I'm about to be. It's like the original, you know the dude that do the June bug challenge? Um uh it's those Reeboks that he has on his feet, but it's like a baby version. And they still squeak. See, they still squeak. You know, after all of these years. So even in a baby shoe, you see the quality that Reebok can provide. And this is a shoe from the 90s, a shoe from back in the 90s. So imagine now. I don't own any Reebok shoes right now, but I've been planning to get some um some of the AI re-releases. Um I'm definitely I'm definitely just waiting for a colorway that I like and that I wanna um 
that I, that I know I could rock. I know I could get flying. Even though there ain't much places to get flying, but hey, I could I could get dressed in my living room. Do we still do that? Is that still cool? I don't know. Getting dressed in the living room and, you know, taking pics for the gram and stuff like that. I, I, I could at least do that. All right, so moving on. Um, and this is something I thought I would never talk about in my podcast, but look look at me now. I'm really potting now, ain't I? I'm I'm gonna talk about the Kardashians. Jesus Christ. So Kanye and Kim, they're uh planning to get divorced. I don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but if you do, I guess you could probably tell why. I don't really care to find out. All I know is that they that they uh, announced it on the show that some people think she should get away from Kanye, and Kanye doesn't want to raise his children in L.A. because he feel like it's mad fake, and he wants to raise his children in a compound in the deserts of L.A. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but it's Kanye. He could do it. He's a billionaire. He could do it. Uh, multi-million at the very least. Um yeah, so that's 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 Kanye for you. They have um I didn't even know they had all of them kids though. Like that 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 is that is crazy. They have what? Uh they have the four kids. Four kids. Um what their names are again? Hold on. I'm looking I'm looking up their names cuz I, I I don't keep up with this stuff. I just found it crazy that they would be getting divorced. I thought they were like in love. Um so you got North, you got Saint, you got Chicago. North is 7 now. She's 7 now. Why she got so big? I haven't seen it in a while. Um, Saint is five. Chicago's three. And Psalm is one. I did not know about Chicago and Psalm, to be honest. Like, these, this time passes fast, man. But, yeah, so he doesn't want to raise his kids in L.A. because he feel like everything is mad fake, which which I, which I is cool. But, like, the compound thing, I don't know. That sounds a little little cultish, a little weird. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would do that. Um. It's, it's, it's finna get nasty. That's that's what it's looking like. It's like the custody of the kids, that that part is going to be nasty in the prenuptials because uh, he did sign a prenup, but it's like I think they're going to go 50-50 on the, um, on the, on the income, on the, on the, on the, let me not say the income, the assets, you know. It, I mean, that's, 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 that's their thing. That's their thing. Me, I, I think that uh, marriage is, is a business and it's an institution. Uh, and just like any business or institution, it can be exploited at one person's fail at one person's favor and at the other person's demise. So, um, you know, the, that's that's another topic for another pod. I might talk about that in another pod because I'm not really a fan of the marriage system in America. It's not as holy and sacred as it used to be. It's just people getting married for business, not for not and not just because they you know they love each other and want to have an eternal have that eternal uh connection so um yeah i'm you know prayers up for them you know hopefully they they can solve it in an amicable uh fashion and they can uh and they could get the kids you know situated in the right way you know because they're going to be, be be co-parenting they're going to have they're going to eventually get back together i know it they they eventually gonna get back together because they're gonna miss each other and then they're gonna be like, all right, it was stupid. Let's move back in and they're gonna get a new house in the and then and even higher up in the Beverly Hills, wherever that, whatever they whatever hell they at. And uh that's gonna be that. So that's 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 how I see it. All right, so um music, music, music. Uh a lot of music, a lot of music. I I had a hard time 
um narrowing all this music down. It's like so much music I listened to and forgot about and but I wrote down a few for the for the pod and that I really want to try to listen to because y'all might not y'all might not know about it or y'all might have missed it. Cause some of these I almost missed. Um so there's this rapper called Moray. Um it's a black dude, um black chubby dude. He kinda he sings. He sings and raps and it's like he's like one of those uh you know I got it out the mud kind of rappers and I like his um I like his delivery I like his flow I like his delivery um J Cole shouted him out that's how I um found out about him and then his his music his uh his music video um called Quicksand blew up mad fast um he signed to uh Pick Six Records and he's man and he's managed by Mo Shazili of the Shazili Group who also manages uh DJ Marshmallow which is a huge DJ so he's on uh he's on a he's on the come up this is this is his big break it seems like he's been rapping for a while he he has that uh he has like a like a veteran kind of presence he so it seems like he's been doing this for a while he has a bunch of videos on his YouTube channel and um I think there's even rumors of him being, you know, down with. Uh... Oh no, he did. So J Cole signs rising North Carolina rapper Moray, and his amazing debut Quicksand. Okay, so he's going to be down with um, with Dreamville. Um, that's dope. I think that's a nice addition to the group to the group that's already there. Um, now whether he'll just be on the label, if he'll be in the actual group, we don't know. But I'm assuming he will. So. Um, Shout out to Moray. Shout out to Moray. I really, I really think y'all should check out his um his music. It's 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 dope. It's refreshing, you know. Of you know, cause all the all the drill. I'm from New York, so you know I don't hate. I'll be hearing nothing but drill rap. Bow, hey, 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 hey. Every <laughs> every song, you know, and that's cool. That's cool. I love it. I love the energy. You know, I love anything anything that's you know genuine coming out of New York. But uh, you know, it's it's good to hear something. Something you know, it gives me like an old school vibe, like a two thousands vibe. Like I'm, where a lot of artists was just coming up just now, becoming famous, and I feel like that's when the artists are usually at their best, like right before they hit it big, like right when they get discovered, and that first, those songs before they got discovered, and then those first few songs after they signed the deal or you know made it big or things of that nature. I think those are usually their best records. Um, but some stand the test of time, like a Drake. You know, like a Wayne, you know, like a Jay Z, and then some, you know, kind of fade, kind of fade to the wayside. But I think this Moray guy, I think he'd be all right. He's under the tutelage of J Cole. I think he might be older than J Cole, but still, he's you know he's under the tutelage of J Cole, and I think he'd be, he'd be all right. He'd be all right. And um, next next in music, um, the weekend. So he's been causing a lot of uh, a lot of like uh, hoopla. For, for lack of a better word like he got he got this um he he got what looks to be plastic surgery but it's actually not plastic surgery he got it's just this these these uh it's just this this makeup that this 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 cause this cosmetologist did on him and um to make it look like he had plastic surgery and it's just to promote an album promote new songs and i think that's a classic move i think it's a brave move because then you know perception is everything but when you're the weekend who cares about what people think about you? They they know you're you 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 live like that rock star kind of lifestyle. You take drugs and all that other stuff and do all other wild shit. So it's just like 
him getting plastic surgery or giving off the idea that he gave plastic surgery is really nothing that's much of a surprise. So um, it worked. You know, he had he had Facebook, he had social media buzzing about it, and now people are listening to his songs. So I think that's I think that's dope. So he he did a little something to cause a little shock value. He didn't he didn't go and actually get plastic surgery like some dumb people would do, but. <laughs> Um, let me not say that because it's teach their own. People get plastic surgery for different reasons, but you know, I'm just, I'm just against it. I feel like if you don't need it, if you don't absolutely need it, then I don't think you should get it because I think people are beautiful the way they are and they have their own beauty. And I'm sorry, a lot of people that be getting all this plastic surgery be looking uglier than they did before the surgery. And, um, matter of fact, I'm not sorry about that. That's how I feel. Um, some people be looking crazy as after they get um, plastic surgery and they looked way better before and they didn't need to do nothing to their body. Little Kim, I'm looking at you. Sorry, sis. I'm looking at you. I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it out loud. You know, I'll call, I'll call it what it is. That's, that's, that's the thing about me. If you know me, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm going to say what I have to say. Anybody got a problem? Again, I'm very easy to find. Very easy to find. So, um, that's uh that's that on that part. Um, Uncle Murder, Uncle Murder, he uh dropped his wrap up twenty twenty, and nobody told me. I, I was waiting like fifteen days for it. Come to find out, that already came out. So it was a fourteen minute masterpiece. He made a music video for it as well, which was around fifteen sixteen minutes. Um, you know to add all the extra the action to it, and he talked about everything. He talked about everything that happened in twenty twenty. So. Go check that out. I don't even want to spoil enough for y'all. Go just go check out Uncle Murder wrap up twenty twenty. He went in. He went in. So there's and there's this other artist. Um, his name is Dusty Locaine. So the interesting thing about this dude, Dusty Locaine, he's having a huge come up right now. And uh, the most interesting thing about him is that he sounds pretty much exactly like Pop Smoke, and he's from the same neighborhood. And he's also Crip or whatever, whatever he's, you know, he's affiliated. He, he's in the video doing the dances. He's riding with some of the same people Pop Smoke used to run with. Um, and I actually listened to the songs and I'm like, wait, this is actually not bad. Like, I don't I, like beside the fact that he sound like Pop Smoke, like his delivery is solid. He got those, you know, um, drill bars because I, I think I mentioned this before, but like I, I kind of judge hip hop for what it is. Whatever the new thing is, it's whatever. Like, I just judge it for what it is. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and be the old man, like, you know, you know, banging on the table mad about, you know, how, you know, there's not, there's not many boom bap rappers. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm boom bap era. I'm 90s, you know, 90s, early 2000s kind of rap. Like, I like that kind of rap better, more like more lyrical stuff. And there's a lot of that out there today. But what gets the attention more so is this, this stuff, like drill and, uh, like whatever the baby's doing, like that pop rap kind of thing, the baby and a Roddy Rich, that kind of pop rap thing. I think the Migos kind of popped that off for this generation. Like they getting Sprite commercials and stuff like that and big budget videos. So um that kind of rap and things of that nature. Um yeah, but yeah, Dusty Low Kane. Definitely um check him out. I was listening to his stuff on SoundCloud, he also on YouTube. It has like millions of views and plays. So he's he's on the he's on the come up. Um again, he sounds like Pop Smoke, but like I don't but I don't really mind it. I don't really mind it because you know it's not like Pop Smoke is the only dude with a deep voice. 
he pop smoke himself sounded like 50 cent so somebody's always going to sound like somebody when they come out because when you're a musician you know you you take after your you take after who you're inspired by so you know i don't really i don't really mind that too much And welcome back to the greatest podcast you've never heard of, the Justice Falls Experiment. So, um, I forgot to mention back in the music section, um, one more song. Uh, it's an artist called BRS Cash, and the song's called Throat Baby. So, uh, I'm mad that I like this song. It's so catchy and melodic, and but but the subject matter obviously, Throat Baby. That's you know, I don't even want to get too explicit on the pod but i think you can guess what throw baby is um has to do with uh giving some uh <laughs> some fellatio and uh and then having some uh some substance go go down the esophagus a uh liquid liquid uh substance go down the <laughs> esophagus uh so that's what that song is about um it came out mad months ago i think like august or something like that I didn't even know about it. Like, I would hear people, like, I would heard the song, and, like, I thought he was saying, go, baby. Like, like go, baby. Like, I didn't know he was saying throat, baby. Like, I, I guess the clean version is go, baby. But, uh, like, that that was funny when I figured that out. Um, So, there's a remix that dropped recently with City Girls and the Baby, and I like it even more. And I'm so mad that I like this song. It's so, like, perverted and raunchy and crazy, like... It makes no sense, but it's just so melodic and catchy. Like I was actually thinking of doing like a um like a like a guitar cover with it or something like that, but I don't know. It's just I I, I like the song. I like the song a lot, and I like the remix a lot. So that's all I want to say on that. So um, moving along to sports, we um we have James Harden finally went to the next. He forced his way out. Um. He came, he came up, he came to training camp. You know, he came to, he missed training camp. He was in the strip club. He showed up looking out of, looking, um, looking out of shape. Some people say it was a fat suit, um, but he finally forced his way out. Um, Kyrie was out in the wilderness doing whatever, you know, being a philanthropist, but it's like, you know, a certain way you got to handle that. But, you know, teach their own. He a grown man. He going to do what he going to do. And, you know, the, he has the team kind of by the neck because they need him. So they'll take him back whenever he does, whenever he came back, which he did come back. And uh, they lost their first game back together. James played a few games with Hard. James played a few games with Kevin, Kevin Durant. Um, James Harden played a few games with Kevin Durant, and they, they won a couple games. He had a couple triple doubles in there, and he wasn't even shooting that much. Like, he's, he's really going to buy in. Like, so I, I think he's going to be the one to take that back seat. And let kind of just let Kyrie do his thing, because Kyrie's never he's not gonna back down. Like the first game he came back, he took like thirty shots, and they lost. And I think he only scored like twenty one points or something like that. So, um, Kyrie's gonna keep being Kyrie, and um, James is gonna be James Harden. So I think I think what they can do, which I would I've seen them run for a little bit, for at least for a few sets, like probably not deliberately, but for a few sets, they had Kyrie at the two. And they had James Harden at the one facilitating the offense. And then KD is that uh the other wing, the other wing, like the it's the small forward, small forward, power forward type situation. And then um they use Kyrie more of a more of a 
as a traditional shooting guard, like just a scoring guard that just like a like a Jamal Crawford type that just comes in and you know does his does does what he, you give him the ball. You we running this ISO for you. We're gonna clear this side out for you. Go score on him, like type type situation. That's 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 what they're doing with um with with Kyrie, and I think that'll work because I think that James Harden is a better point guard than um Kyrie is. His uh, court vision is better, obviously, because he's 6'6". He can see the floor a lot better than Kyrie can. He's a more willing passer, and he's willing to take less shots in order to help the team win. Kyrie is like a shooting guard. Like, he's going to shoot. He's going to dribble, 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 dance, dance, and then he's going to drive to the lane, or he's going to shoot that mid-range, or he's going, when he's feeling himself, he's going to hit that three, you know? So um, I think that can work out if they if they don't have Kyrie as a primary ball handler in the starting lineup. Now, second unit, let him bring the ball up and, and be be Allen Iverson and, and then come come down and just chuck because he will kill against the second unit. You leave him in against the second unit, him and um leave him in KD in because KD usually plays like 35 to 40 minutes a game anyway, so he's going to be on the court most of the time. Let James Harden get his rest, get his wheels back under him because he's still getting acclimated to the, to the game. Even though he's popping triple doubles out of nowhere, like just – let him get his wheels back fully, and then and then they really gonna take off, you know, because they they only they only like uh, last I checked like eight and seven or something like that, so they could do way better than that, especially with those three. They lost I think two games, two games already at the time of this recording, um, January thirtieth, um, since Kyrie came in, so they just got to get acclimated. Um, I think Steve Nash will figure it out. He's not a he's not a basketball coach. He's never been a basketball coach, but he has a basketball mind, and I think he understands how lineups works and how certain players play together. So, I think that could definitely work out. So, um, moving on to football, we got the Super Bowl coming up. We got the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers, and I keep I kept telling people all season, man, yeah, keep fronting on Tom Brady. Keep fronting on Tom Brady. He's gonna show y'all something. And he got back to the Super Bowl just like that. I think the Super Bowl takes place um, early February. I think not probably uh, probably next week. Let me uh, let me look it up real quick. I think is I, I do think it's next week, um, February seventh. That is, um, yeah, next actually next Sunday. So next Sunday, not this Sunday coming up the thirty first, but the seventh. Um, you got the Buccaneers in their home field, mind you. They're in their home field. They're the first NFL team to ever host a Super Bowl, host and play in the Super Bowl um, at the same time. So uh, if you know about the Buccaneers, if you're a football fan, you know, they, you know, back in the day, they were, uh, they were good. They won, uh, they won a championship with Warren Sapp and them uh, back in the day and in like 2000, I think 2003 it was. And then um, now they're back. Uh, so they got weapons. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He got Mike Evans out there as his go-to guy. He got Gronk on the team, you know. And then Patrick Mahomes got his weapons too. He got he got Tyreek Hill. He got Travis Kelsey. So we're gonna see if the young gun can can uh, out outsling the veteran. I think I think if Tom Brady wins this Super Bowl, he's gonna retire. And I and I I think that if he loses, he's gonna come back for another year. He's talking about he want to play to forty-five, but I think if he wins this one. He's out of there. If he lose, he's gonna come back. So um we'll see how that uh how that works out for him. Um I think it's gonna be a hell of a game. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Um 
I'm gonna have my feet up and I'm gonna be watching. I'm not going, I'm gonna just chill that day. I'm not going like make no content. I probably won't even make no content that day or nothing like that. I probably just really just kick back. Cause I've been going nuts on the content lately. I made like this month for YouTube, I made probably um I probably put out like 20 videos this month. I'm like, I'm starting to get a little tired. That's what took me so long to make the podcast. Like I've been really grinding on YouTube. I'm, I'm trying to get my subscribers up. So if you're listening to this, um, you got YouTube, just do your boy a favor, subscribe and like, just, just watch, just watch a couple of videos. You could even just cut the video on and just let it play and cut it off after. Like, I, I like, if you genuinely watch the content, you dig the content. I appreciate that. But if you could just subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. And watch a couple of videos. That would mean a, a lot to me. Cause I really want to make this. Um, I really want to make content creation my full time job, and I can't do that without you guys. So, I need, I need, I need you guys on that regard. So, um, the last thing on football is um, Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. That's one of my favorite young players coming up. Quarterback for the Texans. He is going to be requesting a trade from the team after uh, I think he was been with the team for four years. And um, it's no surprise to me because after a while, like this is year, this is year like four, this is like year three or four from him for him, and it's like they're not, they're not, they're not showing improving. You know, they're not really getting away. They traded Bernard, they traded uh Bernard, um, they traded DeAndre Hopkins, and it's like you gotta, you gotta do better. We gotta do better. He played three years at Clemson, and then. This is this is his fourth season in the NFL. He um he led the league in passing and he led the league in average um average yards per completion. So it's like this guy's killing. He had the highest QB rate he ever had in his career at 112. Um he threw he threw um let me see how many touchdowns he threw. He threw 33 touchdowns to seven interceptions and rushing, rushing he rushed for almost 500 yards. Three touchdowns, almost five yards of carry. So, and two runs, that's a first down for him. So, like he he was a fishing ball carrier, a fishing thrower, and the team and the team went four and twelve. It's definitely not him. It's the team around him. It's that defense. That defense is riddled with uh injuries. They stay getting injured, and it's like I feel bad for him. Like he deserves to be on a good team. But yeah, it's like I feel I feel bad for the kid. He deserves to be on a on a good team and um he's even completing the ball at 70%, you know, for his career, he's 67% passer, so that's even higher than his career high. The kid is good. They got they have to get him on a better team than that, you know? So I just hope that he uh he's able to go. I I, w- I would like him to go to the Jets, but I don't think that's going to happen on the Giants, but that's not going to happen. So We'll see where he end up. Wherever he does end up, I'm rooting for the kid. And another interesting topic um, we got here is: um, is college worth it? Um, as I mentioned before, I'm trying to become a full time content creator, and you know, in order to be one of the greats, you gotta you gotta study the greats. So. I'm looking at the people in my in my field um, that I'm trying to be relevant in, and I see what they're doing. A lot of them are younger than me. Some of them are the same age as me, 
and they've been doing it for 12 and 10 to 10 to 15 years. Some of them only been doing it seven years, you know, and it makes me just sometimes I feel regret. It's just like because I used to do YouTube. Um, I think I explained that to you. I used to do YouTube. It was a gaming channel back in like 2010, 2011. Um, and I saw a lot of creators that's huge now. I got millions of subscribers that started when I started. And I remember looking at the early videos and I'm thinking, this is cool. Like, this is this is going to be something. I think this is going to be something one day. And even then, this is just like, I just, I just was doing it because I like to play video games. And I, like, I just wanted to show people, like, how enthusiastic I was about video games. Like, I didn't even have the proper equipment to, to, to record gameplay and stuff, but I was doing it. And I was doing, like, product reviews and stuff like that. Like, if I would get a new phone, I would review it. A new TV or anything like that, I would I would review it kind of basically what i'm doing now like um gaming and tech reviews and stuff like that um and news which is something that i wish i would i would have kept doing because i I quickly got discouraged while um while doing it back in the day because i wasn't getting like i guess because i wasn't getting the views i was getting and then like you know i ended up uh you know playing sports got my little girlfriend you know so it was just you know a lot of things that just took me away from that. And I just wish I would have kept going with it because seeing how it's grown now and seeing how everybody's getting put on, everybody's getting bred, everybody's able to quit their job, everybody's able to drop out of college and things of that nature. It just, it just, it inspires me, but then it just makes me kind of feel sad because it's just like, I feel like, I know it's not too late. It's never too late. And I'm still a young guy. I'm 29 years old, but it's just like, these people are at where I'm at already and they're younger than me or we the same age. If I would have just kept doing it from back then, I would have made it. But, you know, I'm not here for the TED talk. <laughs> I'm not here to, to vent and all of that. I'm just, just, it's just, I'm just giving y'all my thoughts on the situation. But um, back to it, is college worth it. You know, like I said, I've seen a lot of people talking about how they, you know, they dropped out of college to become conscious creators and how con- college is useless. But that's not true. I feel like, College is what you make of it. That's why they say it's not for. That's why they say college is not for everybody. College is what you make of it. If you go in there to get an education, you're gonna get your education, and you're gonna get in, you're gonna get out. You know, um, I was lucky enough to go to a um, CUNY, a CUNY school. So I went to school for. I went basically went to school for free. I I left school with no debt. Only debt I had to pay was like eighty dollars for like because my financial aid ran out and the balance that it ran out by ended up coming out to be $80. So I just paid that off. So I was able to get two degrees from two prestigious, um, CUNY, um, that's city, New York, that's city of New York, uh, colleges, you know, that's, that's what it's short for something like that. Um, I was able to do that and get two degrees. Um, one of which was in multimedia journalism. And a lot of the stuff, I will say that a lot of the stuff that I, I knew already just from my own exploration, but everybody doesn't have that intuitiveness that I might have had back then. Because back then, it wasn't that many YouTube videos showing you how to do this stuff like it is now. It's hundreds of thousands of them now. Before, it wasn't that many. You know, now it's now it's now it's like some professions, you could just learn it on YouTube and just do it. And then there's some professions that require certificates and degrees for like doctors and lawyers and things of that nature and teachers and um, 
in trades. Like this, that's why there's trade schools. You can go to trade school, learn trade, come electrician or plumber. And you can make more than than what like a cop makes, or you can make as much as a doctor or a lawyer makes if you if you do a trade. So I feel like it's something out there for everybody. But from what I'm hearing, like a lot of people saying college is useless to say that. I think it's an ignorant statement because it might be useless to you, but for other people it might help because they might not have that intuitive that intuitiveness or the patience to sit there in front of a YouTube screen for hours, days and hours and learn the craft when some people are more some people do better when they have better guidance and instruction. You know, um me I'm a hybrid of that. Like some of the stuff I learned through my internships and then doing the journalism courses I learned, I learned uh, in school and a lot of it I learned out of school. So I have that perfect balance. So um, I don't feel like college, I feel like college is worth it if you want it to be worth it. That's what I'll say. College is worth it if you want it to be worth it. So if you're listening to this, you might be a younger kid because I know my audience is um, like 18 to 42. So between 18 and 25, that's when people usually decide, decide whether they're going to go to college or not um, or do continued studies. Um, I would say look at what, your, what you want your career path to be and see if college is an option. See if college is, first of all, an option for you and see if it's the best option for you or if it's the most sensible option for you because – a lot of st- a lot of stuff you can learn online if you have that patience and that into and that uh drive and that ingenuity to just sit down and look at you know the videos and take from it and and, and apply it to your life. So I just wanted to uh, speak on that real quick. All right, so we're down to the last topic of today, which is um simping. <laughs> This this is another one. I'm probably go. I'm probably gonna get in trouble for. But honestly, I don't even care because like, like this, I, this, this what I'm talking about really needs to be said. Like, simping ain't pimping, baby. <laughs> simping ain't pimping, baby. Like, I don't like it. Like, what do I define as simping? Is a guy that that goes a guy or girl? Because girls simp too. Girls can simp too. <gasps> Ooh, excuse me. Girls can simp too. Um, a guy or girl that like goes out of his his or her way to please the other person or like another man or another woman you know a person that goes out of their way to 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 uh please the other person and gets nothing back from it like uh there's this thing called findom like and i'm not here to kink shame but it's just i just find it really ridiculous like is these dudes that just get off on being humiliated by a woman and then like just giving and they just give them money like the the fact that they're giving the woman money arouses them and i i don't understand that 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 doesn't make any type of sense to me but you know teach their own um and when i say simping ain't pimping i don't mean like you know i'm talking about pimping these hoes or whatever and things of that nature like i'm not going crazy with that but is to uh to have a pimp mentality. I would say I would have I have like a pimp mentality. I know that's con- I know that's controversial, but if you ever um there's this book that I um read and it was based off this documentary. Um it was uh it was a book about a famous pimp 
And really, if you read it, it reads like a pimp story. But if you if you get the underlying uh, the underlying message behind it, it really has like it really shows a strong business acumen and a strong will in oneself to make oneself as successful and independent as possible. And it teach you how to ha- how to have these interpersonal relationships with women, you know. And you get a you get apply you could apply that to whatever you could apply that you could apply that to whatever if you're a man or a female. I feel like anybody can read this book and learn something from it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about like you know pimping because people feel a kind of way about about pimping. And things of that nature, because of the, because of the, you know, the volatility of it, and people, you know, and the, and the violence that comes along with it. But I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm pulling from it, the business acumen and the, and the interpersonal uh, relationship techniques that are found in it. If you re, if you, if you know how to decipher it, it's called uh, Pimp. <laughs> the book is called Pimp. It's by Iceberg Slim. That's a, that's a. Uh, he was one of like a famous pimp or whatever, and it was a it was a documentary on like HBO. I can't find it. I, I've been trying to find it for a while. I just can't find it, and that's and that's that's what inspired me to think the way I think now. And it's just like I can't sit there and just have somebody leech off of me, and I'm not getting anything in return. Like I I don't see myself doing that, and I don't understand why that's a turn on for. For people, men and women, like I said, and I just I I can't I can't do that. So I I really have to. If you're gonna be in my life, you have to serve some type of benefit to me, as I will most definitely serve a benefit to you through many 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 uh many avenues, whether it be financially, whether it be uh, through education, whether it be through motivation, whether it be sexual. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna benefit from knowing me and being around me. You know, that's for sure. So I, I would want the same thing for anybody that's around me, especially somebody that I'm gonna call my woman one day to call my wife. So, like I said, I got a pimp mentality. You don't like it, you don't gotta like it. <laughs> I really don't care. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. I I don't like the whole simping thing. Um, you know. And if you want to do a T-show, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not going to say I'm going to try to go to the Supreme Court and try to get it outlawed or nothing. You know, people going to do what they do, but it's just I'm giving my opinion on it. A lot of these, a lot of these topics, people will be like, you should talk about this on the podcast. And this is another one like that where they say you should talk about that in the podcast. Or I just think, hmm, this would be interesting for the podcast, so I just speak about it. So I mean, if you don't like it, then I mean that's kind of your problem. Um, you don't have to listen to this. You can cut this off right now. The fact that you got this far shows me that you enjoyed it. I've said like a few controversial things in here. So, you know, is what it is. You know, like I said, I'm easy to find, you know, if you want to discuss anything off off air about that. Um, but yeah, simping ain't pimping, baby. All right, folks, that's all I got for you. I once again have talked your ear off for damn near two hours. So (laughs) 
before we uh before I give you the Zen and we get out of here, I just want to remind you guys again: if you would like to be on the show, if you would like to be on the show as a guest for a segment, you have to go to my website www.justicefalls.com. You have to follow. You go to my socials is on the top right. Follow me on Twitter and subscribe to me. Subscribe to me my YouTube channel. YouTube gaming channel, so you have to do those two things. If you want to host an entire episode with me and come up with your own topics and stuff like that, then you can become a supporter of my page. You can go to the it's a link in the description. You click on you click on it, it's ink, it's gonna say anchor slash support or something like that. And you can be a supporter of my page for as low as $1.99 per month. Um that would really help me out to improve the show and do it more often. And uh, all the money I get from you guys, no matter where it's coming from, I put it right back into the show. So um, definitely uh, definitely do that if you want to host the entire show or if you just want to be on the episode. So now I will offer you some zen, as I often do. And this one comes from Denzel Washington, a famous black actor. Um, you should know who he is. If you don't, look him up. He's been in many movies. I'm pretty sure you've seen him in a movie or two. You just probably didn't know who he was, but I'm pretty sure you know who Denzel Washington is. All right. So he said he was giving a commencement speech at the University of Pennsylvania, and he said, and I quote, you will fail at some point in your life. Accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no need. There's no doubt about it. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. Sometimes it's the best way to figure out where you're going. Your life will never be on a straight path. Never be discouraged. Never hold back. Give everything you got. When you fall, fall forward. So I'll read that one more time for you guys. You will fail at some point in your life. Accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no doubt about it. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. Sometimes it's the best way to figure out where you're going. Your life will never be a straight path. Never be discouraged. Never hold back. Give everything you got. When you fall, fall forward. I think that's a powerful quote because, uh, you know, that's something I, I, I struggle with, as you probably can tell from earlier when I was talking about college and um, content creators and stuff like that, like being younger than me but being farther off than me um, or me just quitting, you know, quitting back in the day, you know, so um, I don't think that was, I don't think those failures, I take those as, as like learning lessons, learning lesson, like lessons learned and uh, stones to step on to lead me to, uh, you know, like things I'm doing now. So um, I think that was a, a powerful quote that I uh, came, uh, that I came across because um, you're not always going to be good at everything. You're not going to succeed at everything you do, especially if you've never done it before. Um, but that doesn't mean you stop. You just keep going, keep keep getting better, keep honing your craft. And as long as I see, as long as you got a roof over your head, you're in good health, you know, and you got you got a steady income that can help you, that can keep that roof over your head and closing your back and food in your mouth, then you're good. Do whatever you want. Who cares what people think about you or what you should be doing at whatever age you're at or whatever stage you're at in life? Forget them. They're not, they're not living your life. They're not paying your bills. They're not putting money in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? They they just there to drag you down into their misery. So, you know, and when you fall, like you said, when you fall, you fall forward. So when you get up, you already 
in going in the right directions. Never fall back, fall forward. You know, um, that's what see. I done came up with my own quote from the Denzel quote. You know, never fall back, fall forward. So, um, yeah, I just like that quote. And um, with that being said, you know, that was episode seven. I gotta start labeling these episodes because I keep, I keep, I keep losing track of what episode I'm on. But um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? You know, follow me on social media. Check out my website. Holla at me. You know, I'm always, I'm always ready. I'm always down to talk. Um. And this has been uh, the greatest podcast you've never heard of, The Justice Falls Experiment.